Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Jess, I have risen from the not doing the podcast to back to the podcast. But remember, I am Jesus, not the one. Yes. Remember. No, I can't do the whole thing like that in that accent. That sounds weird. Follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO, Twitter at Jesus Show NTO, Facebook, type in the Jesus Show, not that one, TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one, YouTube, type, type in the Jesus Show, not that one, or Jesus Show NTO, and email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. Um, I just came back from a four-day trip I was on that turned into a very fake four-day, meaning the fourth day I came back, I was originally supposed to be back at 5 a.m., and I ended up getting off the plane. I was in Chicago at midnight. I think I got off the plane maybe at 12.10, 12, 12, 12 in the morning. So because the trip goes into the next day it's considered a four day but really it wasn't it was only three days um the last day was supposed to be gross i was supposed to go phoenix denver denver spokane sit for almost three hours and then spokane chicago and then i was supposed to be here at 5 a.m so it was nice to be back a lot earlier but it still sucked as you can see, Allie over my right shoulder. She had to go pick me up at midnight. We drove back. We got here about maybe 1.45. And then I ate something because I picked up something to eat because I hadn't eaten. I got something to eat, ate, took a shower, and then by the time I got into bed, it was 3 a.m. So we got a late start today, but it's okay. All right, let's get into the show. Did you guys listen to Allie's show last week? It was pretty good. There was a couple things. I was going to listen to the show again and try to see what, what lies and, and other falsehoods she told you guys uh, so I can correct them, but I really can't remember them right now. It was funny. I was, I don't know if I told you, but I really enjoyed the show and it had me laughing. Did you really? Yeah. Aww. Like I was listening to the show and I was like, listening to it and I was like, oh, 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 oh. oh my God. Like I was audibly, audibly laughing. So it was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, I like when Allie takes over. That's so cool. It's pretty cool. And you guys tell me that you guys really like it too. So, I don't know, maybe we might have to start another podcast <laughs> called The J&A Show or The A&J Show or Allie Doesn't Let Jesse Talk Show. That, there we go. Right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Do you guys know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is? Do you guys remember Stone Austin 316? Do you remember that? I was... I saw a clip of Stone Cold on Ron Funch's podcast. 
And then it reminded me of the time when Allie and I lived in Vegas. And Allie saw Stone Cold Steve Austin coming into our apartment complex. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You didn't believe me. No, I, I thought, because this is what Allie does. She goes, <laughs> let's say, let's say there's somebody that looks like David Beckham, right? She goes, look, it's David Beckham. And then you look at him, and it's somebody that looks like Gilbert Godfrey, right? So nothing like David Beckham. And I go, but that's not. She said, no, but it is. And I go, no, it's not. And then she looks closer and goes, oh, I guess it's not. Go, yeah, I know. I told you it's not. And then there's been a couple times where I tell her, like, oh, look, there's Matthew Perry. And she goes, no, it's not. I go, look. And she goes, oh, yeah, you're right. I go, I know I'm right because I told you. So, so Al, what I'm trying to say is Allie is not the greatest person to, if she recognizes a celebrity, to trust her because you're like, mm, whatever. So she says, oh, look, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I say, get the fuck out of here. First off, I thought, you're on drugs. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Second, I thought, what would Stone Cold Steve Austin be doing at the Aviator Apartments in Henderson, Nevada? Yes, that's where, you, where we used to live. Shout out to Lisa. What's up, girl? Uh, so I was like, no. She was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was. Then I saw, because he was in what? Was he in the red Corvette? White. White Corvette. Later on that day, he posts a picture of him with a white Corvette and it says Las Vegas, Nevada. And I went, wait, what? So I told her, I go, was this? And she's like, yeah, I told you it was him. So I was like, wait a minute, what? Then two days later, sure as shit, I see stone cold fucking Steve Austin. And I went, oh shit. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I waved and he waved back. He was like, hey. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what? What? And we were going out the side gate, walking the boys. And then I told Allie, I was like, that was so cool. And she goes, yeah, I know. Duh. As if she was best friends with him. She's like, yeah, that's just Steve. That's just, that's Steve. I know Steve. It's like, what the fuck? One of my favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin moment. Did you hear that? Apologies farted. Anyway. Uh, so many, so many Stone Cold Steve Austin moments that me and my brother Greg loved. Um, one time he came into the, to the arena and he had a beer truck and then he sprayed everybody with beer. He had a hose and he was spraying everybody with beer. Um, he would, he'd have two, two beers. He, he'd open up, he'd smash them together, and then he'd, oh, yeah. And then he'd start flipping everybody off. Um, I loved when he beat the shit out of uh, Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWF. Well, WWE now. WWE now. Um, his fights with The Rock were epic. They always, they never disappointed. It was great. I even watched it. Did you? They were, I think, I, I think I had, 
I think I had a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. I like bought it on the low because my mom, it had a skull. And if I remember correctly, my mom was like, that doesn't, eso no le agrada a Dios. That doesn't make God happy. Um, she was definitely pissed when, when she found out I, I bought it. I don't even remember where I wore it. But I want to say I told her one of my friends, one of my friends let me borrow it. I think that's what it was. Because um, she wasn't, it's a no Harry Potter says, no Stone Cold Steve Austin says, no uh, celebrating Halloween, none of that. That definitely did not agrada a Dios. Um, pretty much everything that was fun, my mom was like, no, Jesus doesn't like it. And in my head, I thought, man, Jesus is such a fucking square. Like, he doesn't like to have any fun. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was just thinking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, oh, man, that shit was, that shit was dope. So I recently flew to, flew to Kona. And it was great. I've, I haven't done a trip direct from Chicago to Hawaii yet. And doing that was, was dope. It had very heavy international flying feels, which I love. It was just one flight there and then uh, a long layover, which I, I love. On the way there, there was a family. It was the dad sitting in 3A, the mom sitting in 4A, the son sitting in 5A. So they were right behind each other. And we get up in the air, and the dad is laying down. He's, on the, he's in one of the life flat seats. He's laying down. He has his eye mask. He's ready for bed. The mom is kind of passed out and she's like, and the kid, and now when I say kid, this, this guy was at least, he was at least 21 because he asked for an alcoholic beverage and I asked for his ID and if I remember correctly, he was like 22, 23. So he was, he was old enough. So get up in the air. I'm taking everybody's order. What do you want? 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 The kid sees me, right? And I, on, on, on our new design seats, there's a feature you can hit the do not disturb button, right? So you hit the button. If I see it, I do not disturb you. It's pretty simple. During boarding, I pass this kid many times and the do not disturb um, button was not, was not lit, was not illuminated. And on the panel, it's the furthest button from like your legs. So there's no way that you can accidentally hit it. And I think they put it furthest away from you so that that would be avoided. Take everybody's order. We start delivering. And the mom wakes up. She goes, oh. Uh, I'll have a, so, you know, I tell this is what we have. So I give her food. Still, I'm, I'm delivering food to everybody. And the kid still doesn't say anything. He's, he's 
focused on his movie or whatever he's watching. You don't want to stay in my shot? I'm sorry, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to stay in the shot. Alright, guys. I'm delivering trays. He's oblivious. Then I just finish delivering all the trays. And the dad wakes up and he looks at me like this. He goes, Oh. Uh. And I go, can, can I help you? And he goes, yeah, I want to eat. And I go, oh, well, usually when you lay down and you put an eye mask on, that usually tells me that you're not ready to eat. And he goes, oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. And I go, yeah, I mean, next time if you're hungry, I mean, you can stay awake. And then I'll ask you if you want to eat. And then you can eat. Do you see? He seems very confused by that concept. I wanted to tell him, hey, dumb fuck, don't fall asleep next time. Or succumb to the sleep and wake up whenever it is you wake up. Like, here's a, here's, here, here's a pro tip. You don't have to eat on the plane. Just because there's a meal in first class and you're sitting in first class, you don't have to eat it. You really don't. You can say, no, thank you. Or if you're too tired, like some people, just fucking sleep. You don't have to rush to wake up to eat. And also, the meals on, on the plane are not that great. You're not, you're, I promise you, you're not missing out on anything. Anyways, so after I feed everybody, I give the dad his meal. By the way, they're like 70, so eh, maybe 75, closer to 80. So I feel like those people, like older people, no, I shouldn't even say older people because there's just some people like, like me, the plane starts moving just a little bit and, and it puts me to sleep. I'm, I'm done. But usually I can't stay asleep for a long time. Like I'll sleep maybe 20 minutes and then I wake up and then I'm awake for the rest of the flight. So he's awake. He's eating. His wife is eating. Everybody else is eating except for the son. And then maybe 10 minutes after we've delivered all of the trays to everybody, the mom, I'm passing by, making sure everybody, you know, if you're done, I was going to take their tray if they want, you know, refill on their drink. The mom looks at me. She's like, my son didn't get any food. And I went, okay, what do you, what do you want me to do? And she was like, well, he's hungry. And I go, okay, let me show you something. So I look at the kid and I said, would you like to eat? He goes, yeah, I'm hungry. I go, okay, well, this might be your first time. I go, but do, do you see that little button right there that's red with the, moon, with, the, with the moon, half moon on it? I go, you push that button. Do you see this sign out here? It says, do not disturb. That means do not disturb you. So I didn't. And the kid goes, oh, I didn't push it. And I go, well, you must have because... During boarding, it wasn't illuminated, and then it was when we got in the air. So you, you had to have pushed it. He goes, oh, I didn't know what that was. And I go, okay, but you saw me delivering food to everybody? And he goes, yeah. And I go, okay, I mean, you could have said, hey, you know, you could have flagged me down. I said, it's very easy. I go, it's not, it's not a big deal. Because the mom was like, oh, oh, oh. She's also, she was like, you know. 75, 80. She looked like she was about to die. Anyways. So I tell the kid, I go, 
so you want to eat? He goes, yeah. And I go, okay, cool. How about you, you hit that button that you didn't hit? How about you hit it so it doesn't have the do not disturb, right? Then I saw him hit the fucking button like 10 minutes later when I was giving a Diet Coke to the guy behind him. Then I said, hey, just so you know, you hit that button. Then the motherfucker tells me he didn't. I said, no, no, no. I, I just saw you push it. I said, just to let you know again, if, you, if, if I see it illuminated, I'm not going to bother you because that's the point of it. Just so you know. I don't understand how people, some people are so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. Something just happened today and I don't want to be, I'm going to be very vague about it because if I'm specific, then yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to be specific about it. Um, something happened today. We left, we were driving and Allie's mom, Carla was with us and I just expressed to Allie and Carla. I said, I don't know how people like people like that don't fucking die every day. Like how, how, I don't understand how some people are alive. I really don't. You would think there's, there's a, what I'm trying to say is there's common sense. And I feel like a lot of people lack it really bad. Not just, oh, well, I mean, I do that sometimes. No, 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 no. Like really bad. To the, to the point where somebody will say, you know, fire's hot. Is it? Is it hot? Does, does it hurt when you get, like when you touch it? Does it hurt? Yeah, it gave me an ouchie. Did it? Oh, wow. You didn't know that before? As you got close to the fire, you couldn't feel the heat? Things like that. That. So fucking stupid. Um, do you guys remember when I said golf is stupid? Do you guys remember that? Remember when I said I would rather watch paint dry because golf is so fucking boring and stupid? It shouldn't even it, it shouldn't be a sport people play professionally. It shouldn't. It's 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 dumb. It's fucking stupid. I can't tell you enough how stupid and pointless I think fucking golf is. Now, with that being said, apparently Amber is dope as shit at it. Yeah. Apparently, our friend Amber, she gets up to the get she gets ready to tee off. And she like happy Gil Gilmore's it. And it just, it sails like 300 yards. And she goes, oh, I guess that was all right. Oh. <laughs> and then she'll, she'll take her nine iron, right? <laughs> I don't know. Her seven wedge, her sand uh, buggy wedge thing. Uh -huh. And she chips it and it goes right in the hole. And she goes, mm, I guess. Mm. She'll get a hole in one and she goes, mm, I could do better. I go, what? You want a zero? You want to get a hole in zero? Like. Amber would have to look at the ball and then it would have to disappear and go into the hole and then maybe she'd be happy and be like, mm, I did good. But apparently Amber is amazing. So, hey Amber, congratulations on being so fucking dope at golf. Now, with that being said, golf is dumb. It's dumb. We've already established that. Anyways, 
I found a, a sport. Would you consider horse racing a sport? I guess it's a sport. I don't fucking know. Horse racing. The Kentucky Derby just happened this past weekend. The Kentucky Derby just uh, happened this past weekend. How fucking stupid. <laughs> what? I, I at least, okay, with golf, I at least understand that you're watching another human being do something. And then you're like, oh, good job. Or that's my favorite player because. He hit this ball that people hit, and then it went over there. And then people stand in the sun for hours, and they go, oh, oh, it's so great. No, dumb. And not just like 90 minutes like a soccer game. Like, oh, I went to go see a soccer game. Because I've been to soccer games where it's hot as shit, and I'm sweating. But the thing only lasts for a certain amount of time. Golf is like, oh, I got there at 6 a.m. to get my, to get my spot, and then... We left at 6 p.m. and it was miserable all day, but I got to see my favorite. I got to see Tiger Woods hit the ball once and that made the whole day. Fuck no, that's dumb. Anyways, horse racing, the Kentucky Derby, fucking stupid and pointless. What? People, this, this, this is how I know that people are bored as shit. And they need, they need to do, you need to do something better with your life. If you're like, mm, horse racing is dope. No, it's not. You're watching an animal, right? Race other animals. And then you get excited when that one wins. You can't even, again, at least with golf, you can go, somebody can go, hey, how did you feel today? And then the other, the human says, I've, I felt good. And then they, they go, how did you play so good today? And they said, and they would say, I, I, I played good because I'm good. And they go, are you going to do that next week? And then they go, I'm going to try. Thank, thank you. And then they go, okay. And then they walk away and you at least, oh, okay, well, he's like, you know. You don't interview a fucking horse because the horse is a fucking horse. The, the horse doesn't talk, number one. Number two, then the jockey comes out, which he's a little midget guy. <laughs> like, they have mythical people riding horses, and everybody's okay with it. This little person goes, ah, and some of them have, have you seen some of these interviews? Have you seen some of these interviews? They're like, they go, yeah, so I... Yeah, so I was riding on his back and it was really fast. <laughs> oh, God. So they're talking to the jockey. Okay. And then they talk to the fucking horse owner. Yeah, you know, um, the owner hasn't done shit. I mean, the, the, the owner has financed this endeavor. But why, why are you talking to the owner? Like it's, I can't express to you how fucking stupid I think horse racing is. 
I think I expressed how stupid I thought golf was. I think horse racing and going to the Kentucky Derby or any of that shit is so fucking dumb that I would, I would prefer to play golf for the rest of my life and only golf, one sport only, if it meant, like, if I had a choice, you can either go to the Kentucky Derby or play golf for the rest of your life and that's it. Uh, play golf. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. I'd, I'd be taught, oh man, I was on the green and I, I made the shot and it went up and then it came down in, in the hole and I was excited. I would, I would say things like that or, oh yeah, I goosed, uh, I goosed it when I, when I chipped it from over there from the seventh green to the back nine and then I made the hole. So excited. Guess what? I shaved. Oh, I've heard this one before. I shaved off three strokes from my game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you, Paul? Did you? Are you, is, are, are, you, are you excited now? Yeah? Cool. Guess what? Nobody fucking cares. Um, yeah. So the Kentucky Derby horseshit, literal horseshit, it's so dumb. And, I mean, really what I'm finding out is, at least here in America, it's just an excuse to go, it, it, it's an excuse to go, go see something live and get drunk. I mean, you can, you don't have to go from anywhere to Kentucky. You don't have to even leave your house to go see fucking horses run around. You can watch that on TV, number one. Number two, you can watch anything else. Anything else. You can go to the store. You don't even have, listen, you don't even have to go to the store. You can get on an app and you can tell somebody, bring me alcohol to my house. And then they bring it to you and then you can have friends or whoever you want in your house with you and you can drink alcohol like that. You don't have to go watch fucking horses race. You can you 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 can you can skip the stupid part and just do the thing you want to do which is drink. That's really that's really I mean if you don't if you didn't know that just next time. Okay, next time you, you want to do something fun and you're like, "Oh, you know it's going to be really fun watching races horse." Watching horse, horses race. See how stupid that is? But I want to watch horses race and drink at the same time. Okay, cool. Just take out the stupid part of the equation, the horses racing, and then do, it is, do, do the drinking part. That's it. It's that easy. It's not that, it's, it's not that hard. But what about you love the game? I love the game. I love what game? Yeah, yes. Okay. There's a horse racing game that I really, really love to play. But that's a game that I'm playing. I'm not actively watching real horses in real life race because that is fucking stupid. Yeah, horse racing. Fucking stupid. I was going to. I think this was about two weeks ago. 
Uh, maybe a little longer. I was going down to somewhere in Florida. I don't know, one of the shithole places in Florida. Though Florida's all a shithole. Every time I fucking go, it's so hot. The AC never works in the fucking hotel. It's... Goddamn, I can't... Every, every, and the people... I think I've told you guys. The fucking people? Jesus, they're like trash. Anyways. Oh, there's a lot of trash people in Florida. Why? Because I see it all the time. There was a guy traveling with his wife from North to Tampa. And he came on. He said something to me. I don't know what the fuck he said. People sometimes they come onto the plane and they want to they wanna tell jokes to the flight attendants. And I used to, ho, 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 right? To be nice. Now I'm like, fuck that. I'm not, no, you're not funny. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna condone bad behavior. I'm not gonna la- laugh. Did you, did you hear what I almost did? What? I almost went laugh. <laughs> I was listening to him snore. Oh my God. I think the Indiana oh my God, accent Rockwell. almost came out. <laughs> Let me check that off. <laughs> okay. Most people do laugh when somebody says something stupid, you know, one of the passengers. Oh, I bet you go really fast every day in the sky. Oh, oh. I really say something fucking stupid. So a guy comes in, he says something stupid, and I just look at him with a blank face. And I go, I think your seat's at 3B right there. Because I saw his ticket. I went, yeah, your seat's right there. <laughs> so he goes and he sits down. Um, everything, everything was fine. Everything was fine. It was a, let's say it was a two hour and 15 minute flight. Everything was going good. Everybody ate. Him and his wife had some red wine. And then they had another. Then they had another. And then they had another. And then they had two bottles of wine, wine to themselves. Okay, cool. We're about five minutes from starting our initial descent. So the captain, the captain of the first officer, the flight deck, they turn on the seatbelt sign and they usually make an announcement. Hey, seatbelt signs on for the rest of the flight. You know, make sure your seatbelts are fastened, blah, 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 blah. It was nice having you on board. Then I make, if I'm flying purser, if I'm in charge of the flight and I'm in charge of making the announcements, I'll make my, my announcement. Hey, we're going to be picking up. So we're about five minutes from doing that. We have like 28 minutes left in the flight. I go out. I'm picking up some stuff. I get to him and his wife again. And he looks at me. He goes, we'll take one more red wine. And I tell him, because at, at this point, I can tell that he's drunk. And I don't know if they're driving. I don't know if they're getting picked up. But I don't, I don't like to overserve people. And clearly, if you've had two bottles of wine, which I think his wife wasn't drinking a lot of it. I think he was drinking hers as well. But that's an assumption. I don't have any hard evidence of that. That was my assumption because of the things that I saw. I just thought, He's done. So I tell him and his wife, 
I go, oh, unfortunately, we don't have any more red wine. And the wife looks at me and she's giving me her glass and she's giving me the signal like, don't let him drink anymore. And then he looks at her and goes, no, I'm going to have one more. And she's like, no, you're not going to have one more. And she looks at me and she's like, we're done. Thank you. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and argue with people or not that I'm, that I'm going to argue. What I mean is I'm not going to stand there and listen to your argument and wait for a decision. When I hear that, I think, okay, I was going to tell you no anyways. You just told me no. You clearly live with the person. You're with the person. I'm sure you do this all the time. You said no, I'm walking away, which I did. Because I don't, need, I, do, I don't need to sit there and listen to you for a minute or 10 minutes. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Fuck that. That's, that's not what I'm there for. So I pick everything up. And then seatbelt sign comes on. I make my announcement. The guy walks up. And there's right before you walk to the front to go to the bathroom. There's a little space where the closet is. As you're like coming you know, up. And I'm about to go out to get some more stuff. And the gentleman stands right there and he goes, you didn't give me my drink. And I told him, I said, oh, I don't think you remember when I told you we don't have any more red wine. And he says, uh, if I remember correctly, he says something to the effect of, well, just give me anything. And I go, well, that's not how that works. He goes, you're not going to give me another drink? And I said, no. I said, we're, we're already picking stuff up. You know, this is the end of our service. He goes, you know, I'm a this. He's a status flyer. And I said, oh, cool. Congratulations. And he just kind of looked at me very surprised. Because a lot of, not a lot, I shouldn't say a lot. There's some dickheads who are status flyers. And they throw that in our faces as if we're supposed to go, oh, yeah, that's right. You can do whatever you want, which that's not how it works. He looked very surprised. He told me again, and I told him, I heard you the first time. Cool. What, what does that mean to me? Then he said, oh, you're going to get fired. And I went, <laughs> so then I started laughing in his face. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And he goes, oh, you think that's funny? I go, I think that's hilarious. I go, that, what you said there is funny. And he goes, what's your name? So I pull my badge up and I put it right in his face. I go, you can take a picture of it if you want. So now he's fumbling with his phone because he's way too drunk. And we're standing there for, I don't know, almost a minute. And I said, hey, do you know how to work your phone or are you too drunk? Well, now there's some passengers. They're, they're looking at us. They're like, oh, what's going on? And I'm holding my badge right, right in front of his face. And I go, do you need help with your own phone? And again, I reiterated. I said, because I think you're way too drunk to do it on your own. He's like, I don't know do it. So he finally takes a picture. So I look at it and I go, no, no, take another picture. That one's blurry. So I make sure he takes another picture. I told him, I said, I could, have, I could have written it down for you. 
I don't I don't care. So then he tells me, you know, I'm going to I'm going to write in and you're going to get fired. I go, "Okay, cool." Then he takes a step towards me. Oof. So I take my ring off. I take my Luca bracelet off. I put him in my pocket because now I think I don't know what this guy's going to do. And the flight deck is right right behind me. I don't know what this guy's intentions are. And I don't I don't think I personally, not that everybody, I personally when shit happens up there, I take it very seriously. My initial reaction is what are you trying to do to me? And are you trying to gain access into the cockpit? That's where my head goes. So I I go alert alert alert. So he takes a step towards me. And I just told him I said I think it's time for you to sit down. And I don't remember I don't remember what he said, but he kind of leaned in a little bit. And I told him I said, "Hey." Then I got I got louder. I got kind of loud. I said, "Hey, you need to sit down or this is going to end real bad for you." And I took a step towards him. And then he sat down. And, you know, now some of the passengers are like, oh, what? what's going on? Luckily for me, nobody pulled out their phone and started recording. Um, not that that would have, I mean, the only thing that would have done is, you know, somebody would have, you know, maybe they would have put it out there and be like, oh, you know, flight attendant, blah, 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 blah. But there was nothing in the video that I would have said like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. No, everything I did, I, I would do it, if, do it again in a heartbeat. So then now I'm like, fuck, man, now I have to write this report. So I tell the captain, and you know, the captain goes, hey, just to cover your ass, write this report. Because you don't, you don't know if he is going to write something on you or not. I said, yeah, you're right. Then as he's leaving the plane, we get to the gate. He's leaving the plane. Oh, as I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down. And he's, he's looking at me. He, you can tell he's just, he's pissed because, you know, he can't drink. And he looks at me. And I'm looking at him for almost a minute. And then finally go, what's up? So I get more of this. I said, what's up? <laughs> and then he, he, like, he hides back in his seat. And then I thought to myself, oh, my God, why did I do that? I don't know. I just thought, yo, what's up, man? Like, we doing this or what? Because, I mean, I feel like some people... You play stupid games, you win stupid, you, you win stupid prizes. You do that shit, and I beat the shit out of you. Hey, that, you, you caught a beating because your dumbass tried to come after me. Um, but luckily, that, that, didn't, that didn't happen. And I, I've, never, I've never understood when people get angry. And, oh, I did tell him he was an alcoholic. Yeah, I did tell him that. I said something to the effect of, uh, the reason why you're, you're pissed is because you're probably an alcoholic. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wrong, am I? A rational person who doesn't need alcohol, when somebody says, you're done, well, okay, 
That's it. It's over. Alcoholics? No, they get upset. No, I need a, I need my drink. Um, so yeah, I did tell him that. As he was leaving the plane, he didn't, he didn't even look at me. His head was down the whole time. And then his wife said, you know, she's leaving. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry about that. I said, I'm sure he's a delight at home. And then she, she walked off and I was like, fucking A. So my advice to you, if you're on a plane and you're a little too tipsy and the flight attendants tell you, mm, I think you're done. Just go, okay. <laughs> I, uh, the other thing I don't understand is when people get on the plane, especially in first class, and then they, they're just, they're trying to drink as much as they can, especially on like, an hour 15 flight. Like, oh, can I get my seventh one? And you're like, God damn, what is going on in your life that you need seven fucking drinks in an hour and 16 minutes? And it's not even the whole hour and 16 minutes because it takes about 10 minutes for us to go from takeoff to where I'm standing up now and like serving people. Sometimes even eh, more like 20 minutes. So now that's an even shorter amount of time. And then about 25 minutes before landing, we stop serving everything. So now you have like this window of like 30 minutes where you're like, give me my 18 drinks. Like, whoa, relax. If, if it is somebody, and this could be me profiling people. But if you are a bigger person, because I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy. There was this guy um, going from Phoenix to Denver. The flight time was an hour 16. You okay? Yeah. Allie's dying over here. <laughs> um, this guy in 1B, one, one he, was, he was pretty big. And he had six drinks. But at no point did I think, like, he didn't act drunk. He didn't seem drunk. But, I mean, I, I can put him down pretty good. And I don't feel drunk until, like, I don't know, something stupid like my 12, 13, 14th drink. And I'm like, ooh. So, when I've had bigger people ask me for, for you know, like, multiple, multiple drinks... And they, you know, I've even had conversations with them. They're like, yeah, you know, I'm going for business and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you know, that to me makes sense because if you're bigger, you can obviously consume more. If you're smaller, it's going to take next to nothing. Or if you're always drinking, then it's going to take a lot. Yeah, so. Uh, let's do, oh, let's do, let's do a quick update on the revs. The New England Revolution. When I wrote this down, I think Allie told you guys in her soccer corner, which was hilarious. Um, the Revs beat Miami at home 2-0, to zero, which was good. It was Matt Turner's first game back. It was good to see him back, and it was good to see him get a clean sheet. That was really nice. The Revs just played... Columbus at home 
and they went down 1-0. They came back to take the lead 2-1, and then they let in another late goal, and they at least tied this time. They didn't give up, or at least they didn't lose, but it's just, as a fan, it's frustrating to see those late goals being given up, and, you know, I can only imagine how it feels to be a player on the team giving up those goals. So, as a fan, I'm frustrated, but I can only imagine what the guys on the team are feeling. Um, hopefully, they right the ship soon, quick, and that'll be taken care of. Uh, more soccer last week, right? Yeah, last week. Nashville opened their 30,000 soccer soccer specific stadium which from my understanding it's the largest soccer specific stadium in the u.s right now which i thought was really cool uh they beat no i'm sorry they tied philly 1-1 uh, austin fc beat houston 2-1 so they're they're on their way up um Austin, this past weekend, they played the LA Galaxy and they lost 1-0. And if you watch the game, Chitrit missed a sitter. I mean, he should have scored. And he skied it. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So that's, 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 just, that's Jesus' soccer corner coming to you. Better than Allie's corner, or I don't know, maybe Allie's corner was better. I think Allie's corner corner was better. Allie's soccer corner was better. No, I think it was. Uh, oh, another thing I really want to talk to you guys about is Seattle won the Concacaf Champions League against what was it Pumas in Seattle. Seattle went down to Pumas, went down to Mexico City. They played Pumas. And they were down 2-0. to zero, And they magically got two goals to tie it 2-2. So then they played May 4th. I came back from a trip that day. Yeah, I came back from a trip that day. I got home. Yes, because I was listening to the first half in the car. And then I watched the rest of it when I came home. And Seattle beat... What, did they beat him 3-0? I think they beat him 3-0. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, they beat Pumas 3-0 uh, to beat him on aggregate 5-2 in Seattle. It was insane. No, no recent team. No team has won. I think the current setup of the CONCACAF Champions League, no MLS team has won. Mexican teams have had their, their they, they've dominated that tournament. And now it's amazing because now for the FIFA World, or for the World Club, the World Cup Club tournament, where different club teams that have won, you know, Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, I think Copa America, all these different, or no, Copa America is international, it's not a club competition, never mind. All these clubs from around the world who have won different 
championships now go to the FIFA Club World Cup. I think in 2026. And Seattle Sounders are going to be part of it, which is huge for MLS because now they get to showcase their stuff on the world stage, which is amazing. I mean, watching Rui Diaz score that first goal, man, you can, you can tell like not only the fans, but the players, the passion. And then when they scored the other two, wow, it was, and I, I, I've never, I've never been a Seattle Sounders fan. Never. Um, I think I've shared with you guys because of my love for the LA galaxy. They've been one of our biggest rivals and I, I can care less for them, but I can at least acknowledge that that team, that organization at least from the outside, is very well put together and ran. And just the way the coach, the players, because, I mean, Seattle is is not doing great in the MLS uh, regular season right now. They're not doing that great. But they, they they, they showed their stuff in the Champions League, uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League tournament. And for them to win it, for them to be the first, man, it was, it was really cool. Again, as, a, as an MLS fan, it was cool to see one of our teams finally break through and win it. I was like, whoa. I don't know, like, I'm trying to describe the feeling that I had, but it was... I guess it's more, I was more happy for, like, it wasn't like, oh, we did it. I didn't do shit. I don't even fucking root for the team. So I, I can't add myself as we, we did not do it. You guys did it. Uh, but I just felt very happy for Seattle Sounders players, coaching, technical staff, um, training staff, the organization, the front office, the fans. I felt a, a, a huge rush of joy for them that, hey, fuck, you guys, you guys did it. And, you know, even kind of felt thankful, like, hey, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you. Because I, I can only hope. That was gross. I apologize. I only hope that now that Seattle broke through and won, that other MLS teams can start using them as a blueprint. Or, I don't know, maybe some, if there's some MLS teams that are in the final, maybe they can, you know, talk to the coaching staff and players and, hey, like, give us, Give us some tips and tricks. Like, what did, what did you guys do? What did you, you know, I don't know if they do that, but, you know, maybe they could, uh, maybe they can help them out. So congratulations to the Seattle Sounders. Good job, guys. How do you guys feel about lightning? Do you guys like lightning? I used to be scared of lightning. Deathly, deathly, I used to be deathly a scared. That's what I want to say. 
I hated lightning. I hated lightning and thunder. Now I love it. And now that we live in Indiana, Indiana has some pretty sweet lightning storms. When I was a kid, I would, if I saw lightning, I didn't want to, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to hear the thunder. So I would close my eyes. I would put a blanket or, or something over me to help shield my eyes. And then I would plug my ears and I would hum. And then if I heard the, the, the thunder, I would get even louder. That's how I would fall asleep. At some point I would pass out because, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sleep for eight fucking hours. But that's how I would, I, I would curl up in a ball, put blankets, whatever over me. And then I remember one time we were in uh, Key West. And I had my head in my mom's lap and she put a blanket over my head and I was doing that. And there was this big lightning bolt that I guess hit close to the gas station that we were by. And I, I heard that one. And I was like, oh my God, we're all going to die. Uh, but just a couple, just what, a week ago? A couple weeks ago? I don't know. I'm going to share uh, the video. The 30th, there was a huge, huge storm that rolled through, and I got a really good video. We're watching. It's Daniel, myself, Allie, and the, and the dogs. We're up in the sunroom. It's dark. We have the, the shades open, and we're looking. We're like, oh, cool, cool, oh, cool. And then all of a sudden, this lightning bolt hits across the street, like one house to the left, huge lightning bolt. And I got it on, I didn't get the lightning bolt on video, but I got the flash. And when I paused it, I'll share that with you guys too. When I paused it, it looked like it was morning out. It's crazy, crazy insane. Uh, but that was, that was really cool. So yeah, now I like lightning before I did it. And now I do, now I do the lovings of the lightning. It's so nice. Uh, I sent it to my brother Greg because Greg really liked that. And one time, Allie and her dad were up front. <laughs> when we first lived here, they were up front at her parents' house. And there was like a tornado coming or something. And then Jorge and Allie were outside. And go, oh, look at the clouds and look at the rain. Oh, it's coming. And I was like, we're going to die. So I took Chippy and Dez downstairs to the basement. And I was like, I'm not dying. And I sent Greg a video. I sent Greg, Robert, and our other friends in the chat. And I was like, if I die, this is where I'm at. Because these crazy peoples are outside watching the storms. And you were like, Greg, you get my Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I was giving stuff away too. I was like, this is this is my this is my video, Will. <laughs> I was scared as shit. Uh, hey guys, thank you very much for uh watching listening the episode listening to the episode i really appreciate it um and we'll see you next week anything else you want to say butthole pleasures all right see you next week <laughs>